Hello, welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. My name is Jared, and I am the Preacher Dad. You can find me at PreacherDad.com, where I blog on everything from parenting to politics. We are trying to equip and inspire Christians in the West, in Western civilization, to engage in the culture war in which we find ourselves. We want to inspire and equip you to make a difference for the next generation as well. This is a multi-generational battle, and we want you engaged. And that's what we're all about here. We have articles, we have podcasts, we have all different sorts of things that uh, hopefully will help you to uh, engage in the war, engage in the battle better. And I would hope to inspire you as well and to encourage you uh, for all the things that are coming up. So anyway, glad to have you with us today. Uh, On the podcast today, I'm going to share with you an interview I conducted with a new author named Elizabeth Sanguadolce. She's a... uh, uh, brand new author and has written a great book. Uh, And I'm going to share that interview with you. I'll leave you in suspense on the name of her book so that you can find out about it in the interview. But we'll jump right into that interview right after this break. So uh, uh, stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. All right. We'll be right back. Hey parents, if you're looking for a fun and entertaining way to teach your children about character, then I've got the right podcast for you to check out. It's called Character Stories Podcast. On the Character Stories Podcast, we do voices of all shapes and sizes, and we have occasionally sound effects as well. And I would love for you to come and join us over there and uh, hear a great story that has a great lesson and moral in it as well. So come on over and check out the Character Stories podcast today. All right, welcome back to the Preacher Dad podcast. I'm sitting here with my new friend, Elizabeth Sanguadolce. Uh, Elizabeth is uh, retired and lives in Florida near Disney World. She enjoys swimming, reading, cooking, and writing books. She stages houses for people selling their homes and helps people redecorating their homes, too. In summer, she travels to Colorado, where she lived most of her life. She's busy planning more Fallon the Traveling Cat books. Miss Elizabeth, thank you for joining us today. Well, it's great to see you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm really grateful that you made some time for us today. Um, You've written a book, which I'm very jealous of, by the way, working on that myself. But uh, tell us a little bit about about your book. Well, I wrote a children's chapter book to give kids an intriguing story, something that they'd like to read, something they enjoy, and something that will encourage them to read. And uh, my book is called My Life by Fallon the Traveling Cat. And uh, it's book one. It's been published, and it's book one in the series. Um All of the stories in book one are true. They're little stories that happened to my cat over the years as we traveled in a motorhome, my husband and I, uh, from Oregon to Florida and back. And then uh, the cat enjoyed Florida, so and we did too, so we ended up uh, moving there. But uh, that's why I wrote the book. Great. Wonderful. You wrote it. So you wrote it to encourage, uh, encourage children and to uh, introduce them to reading books and, and doing things like that. Is that correct? 
That is correct. In fact, um, I when I was in Oregon, I volunteered in the schools and listened to children read. And that helped the teachers who were a couple friends of mine. And they really liked me coming in and listening to the kids read. And I got encouraged by helping the kids learn to read. And I also saw how dis- how difficult it was for the kids. And I I can read easily. I don't have any, it doesn't take any effort for me to read. And so I wanted the kids to have that feeling. Wow, that's awesome. Now, um, t- tell me a little bit about what would you, I love that you, that the stories in the book are all true in yeah. the first book here. That That's really neat. Tell me, so it's based on a cat that you actually own that was one of your friends. Uh, Tell me uh, briefly, what would you say is one of the funniest things that Fallon ever did? Well, this isn't in the book, but I will will share it. Um, Oh, good. A bonus for the (laughs) listeners of the podcast here. A bonus. (laughs) My husband and I were getting a new bed and we um, had the bed... uh, we had the new mattress coming and, and the new bed and everything was taken down and underneath the bed perfectly placed all throughout the whole size of the bed were little cat toys and the cat (laughs) had had moved them all and, and under the bed. And we didn't realize it because the sides of the bed came down almost to the floor. So uh, that my husband thought that was hysterical and I, I didn't do (laughs) <laughs> that is that is hysterical. She had just kind of put all of the all of the cat toys right under the bed, right where she wanted them, huh? <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, Miss Elizabeth, um, you wrote this book in order to encourage children to read more, and uh, I've read some of the book already and really did like it. And uh, I would love to be able to read it to my kids uh, here eventually, but. Um, you wrote this so that it would encourage children to read. Now, why do you feel that uh, that is something important to do for children? Why is it important for them to read? Well, when kids learn to read, um, and they can do it easily, as easy as watching TV or a movie, um, books open up possibilities. And when kids only get information secondhand, such as from the TV, um, then they don't really know um, different points of view. Even though the television says they give different points of view, kids don't know it for themselves. They know it secondhand from someone else. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. want them to explore and widen their horizons to learn of all of their lives and never stop learning. And, um, I fear for our country's future if our children are not educated mm. to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. And here's a, here's an interesting story. Dr. Ben Carson, who performed the first successful separation of con, conjoined twins, credits his mother with insisting that he and his brother read books and write book reports every week, which they had to turn into her. It was much later in his life, and I got this from one of his books that he wrote, uh, Uh that he learned that his mother 
couldn't read. So all of those years that he and his brother were turning in their book reports, she was acting as if she knew what was on those papers. (laughs) Wow. And uh, here's, here's the interesting thing. He read all kinds of books because he had all, he had all these requirements from her. He read and read and read and ended up becoming a medical doctor and a neurosurgeon. And then, you know, very renowned. So uh, this is what can happen when possibilities are opened up to kids when they learn to read. Yeah. Well, I, I just so I just so agree with you there because I, uh, I I see how valuable it is to be well read. And a person that reads a lot is a person who is generally speaking well informed. Now, you have to read the right kind of books, uh, but it is valuable to expose yourself to a variety of different things and then judge what you're reading based upon the principles of God's word. And certainly the word of God should be the main thing that we are reading. Uh, but you're so right. When a, when a child, when the world of books is open to a child, um, there is, there is a whole new scope of understanding that comes to them and insight that comes to them about the way things happen in the world and, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I tell my children a lot that, uh, the, the movie, if you base a movie on a book, the book is always better. I have never seen a movie based on a book where I have read the book and the movie was better than the book or even, or even almost as good. It's always, the book is always better uh, and that's just storybooks. You know, we're just talking about stories, really. Um, well, even, you know, true to life books that I've read and I've seen movies based upon those true to life books. I'm like, you got to read the book, though, because that's well, it's better. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, I when I see books and movies, I always want to read the book first before I watch the movie because oh. it comes uh, my own ideas come up, you know, my own um uh, pictures in my mind come up as I'm reading the book. If I watch the movie first, then I read the book and all all the pictures are from the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You you have a preconceived idea and the book seems so much different anyway, but I just really appreciate, you know, that you're putting effort in, uh, into this and, uh, uh, trying to encourage children to read more is something very important. And I think it will help our society as a whole, uh, to if we would just read more books, we're much too devoted and committed to uh, to seeing television and movies and things, and that's how our worldview is shaped. And we need to have our worldview shaped by good, solid books. And I'm very grateful that you have chosen to write a good, solid book that children oh, can enjoy. You. So, thank you very much. Well, I credit my parents, my father read to us. Um, we had four kids in our family. Um, he read to us um, after our baths and before we went to bed every single night. And my mother uh, took us to the library every week. So we had a whole stack of new books to read every week. So they really encouraged us to read. And uh, both of my grand great-grandfathers were pastors. And I think the families, you know, they didn't have television back then. And uh, <laughs> the families read all the time. They sat around together in the same room reading. And yeah. um 
you know, we didn't do that as, as a family, you know, everybody kind of read individually, but, uh, my parents really encouraged me and I also dedicated the book to them and I dedicated it to my first grade teacher who taught me to read. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I just want to encourage everybody to go out and, uh, uh, purchase Fallon, the traveling cat and, uh, tell them where they can. My life yeah. by Fallon the Traveling Cat. That's it's it. Cat's point of view. <laughs> That's right. My life by Fallon the Traveling Cat. Right. Go ahead and uh, tell them where they can find uh, your book on the internet. Well, my book is on Amazon. It's on uh, ebook and paper paperback at this point. I will get a hardcover eventually, but that's right. what right. I have right now. Fantastic. All right. Well, Miss Elizabeth, uh, thank you so much for being here with us today on the Preacher Dad podcast. And we look forward to uh, having you back again once you finish uh, uh, book two. Oh, thank you very much. I am working on it. <laughs> so Great. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. All right. Well, we'll be right back on the Preacher Dad podcast and uh, we'll we'll see you then. We're back on the Preacher Dad podcast, and uh, well, folks, you got an awful lot of great stuff today. You got a remote interview, which is not normal for the Preacher Dad podcast. Um, you also got a commercial, <laughs> which is also unusual. Would love to have you go check out the Character Stories podcast, which I'm trying to produce, and uh, check that out over there. You know, I really appreciated uh, Miss Elizabeth being on the podcast today, and she really has a really great point about the importance of of us reading. Reading books is very, very important for us. And, you know, reading to your children, if you're a parent or if you have children in your life, is very important for their their development, for their lifestyle. It really is valuable. And uh, I want to encourage everyone out there to read to your kids. I want to encourage you to um, spend time reading yourself because, honestly, reading is uh, is just an incredibly valuable um, skill and talent. And, you know, some people struggle to read. So, okay, get an audio book and listen to it on your way to and from work. That's what often I have to do, but it's just, it's such an important task. And, uh, in addition to reading the Bible, which is of course the very best thing that you can do, we also need to read more often. You know, it's not, you, 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 it's not like you got to read everything all at once or, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to dive into the deep end. I mean, you know, just go to the kiddie pool, you know, get a, get a, get an easy one. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't have to be all the self-help books and the, you know, uh, the really, uh, important nonfiction stuff. It can be a fictional story. It can be something that you just enjoy reading because we want reading to be easy. We want it to be, uh, we want it to flow easily. And uh, Elizabeth made a great point of that as well. Anyway, loved having her on the show. And I appreciate all of you listening. And I hope that you'll come back again next time. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll interview myself as a new author. (laughs) No, no, I won't do that. Uh, I promise. (laughs) All right, you guys have a great day. May God bless you. And we'll see you next time. All right, bye-bye.